The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Land Tracks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels. We got a fun episode for you on tap tonight. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Got my co-host, John Stefanczyk, on the line. Might have another friend with us. We'll get to you in a second. But first, John, how you doing tonight, buddy? What's up? Good. We might have blown a lot of our content. Um, yeah, we've been, we've been having just a fun, like, 20-minute discussion here on Skype. So, there no, we go. We didn't blow it. We can reuse it. Go, but... No, I think there's there's plenty to talk about for sure. I'll bring in our our, uh, our guests before we get into anything here because I know everybody wants to hear. Uh, he's a he's a lad. That's the acronym for Lancex After Dark. Legend for sure. One of the greats. One of our good friends. We got Table Cobbleson uh, on the line. Famous for lots of lots of things now. Not just an artist, also a writer. You got to check out his newest piece, um, especially if you're a fan of this show. If you follow what goes on around Ole Miss in uh, some level of detail. I think you'll enjoy a little Easter egg table hit for you and by way of a graphic in that piece. I really enjoyed it. What's up, man? How you doing, Mr. Cobbleson? Uh, I just got to say first, it's an honor to be back on the podcast that uh, basically started Table Cobbleson. Dang, that's really nice yeah, of you to say. Here. Now, you've, now you've leapfrogged us. There, there would, I would have no content without you all, so. We I did. just want to say Go I'm ahead. damn proud table of the pricing you're getting for your paintings these days. Yes, Andy. absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like since you said the, the podcast that started you, you know, it's only fair, maybe like a finder's fee or something, but we can discuss that off air. It's not a big deal. Um, no, I'm just kidding around, of course. But uh, I, I will say I, we need to find like um, the pop culture equivalent. And I don't I, – I got to admit, I try to stay up on trends. I'm not the most up on what the kids are listening to these days, um, but maybe like a little pump or something. Somebody that started out very niche, jumped over into mainstream success. That's the comparison I would make for Table it's, Cobbleson. It's like uh, y'all are like the Daily Show. Okay, and, like, and you're and Stephen Colbert. Yeah, any of the correspondents, you know. It's actually really nice. If you, it, I would Daily. love for us to be even close to as mainstream as the Daily Show. I think we're more like uh, – Two guys that make their own version of the Daily Show on YouTube that nobody watches, but thank you, sir. It's very kind of you. Caleb, let's just jump into it. Sanders doesn't understand what the kids are listening to. Right, exactly. You have the best. Oh pulse. yeah. And just... this is why Andy Kennedy had a crappy team this year. Go. All let's right. Explain. Okay. Yeah. No, I have a theory about this. Okay. So, you remember when AK? You know, he was like the cool coach mm-hmm. that like relates to the players. There was the whole like. Uh, I won't get into the whole rebel up thing, but you know, like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he was able to get away with stuff like other coaches couldn't do. Like he was like one of the guys. He was cool, you know. You get his players maybe into the bars, right? Out with them, like he was the cool coach. He related to those guys. Yeah, the cool now, alcoholic coach that rules. I can see back in the day, <laughs> um, you know, like they you know listen to the same rap. You know, he gets it. You know, even up into like you know gets up into like 
Kanye and Halo. He's like, all right, you know, these kids are playing this game. They shoot these alien monsters or whatever. Wait, you, think AK, you think AK played Halo? That's awesome. He's like, Kanye, I get it. All right. Sure. And then it gets into like, moves on. Oh, all the way up into like Call of Duty and Kendrick Lamar. And he's like, okay, this rap's getting a little different, but it's still rap. And, right. uh, yeah, these games, okay, you can be the terrorist. Uh, why would you play as a terrorist? I don't get it. But, you know, you're soldiers and you're still shooting people. I still get it. I get I get pop culture. But now these new guys, all right, mm-hmm. they're going around, like, playing Overwatch. And he's Hell like, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, by the way. What the fuck? Why is this samurai and this pumpkin head dude? Like, what? how's this a video game? What the fuck's going on? And then, you know, they're listening to, like, Brock Campton. And he's like, wait, the rappers are the ones sucking dicks? Like, they're not rapping about... <sighs> getting their dicks sucked and like no it's you know 2018 like this is the modern era like rap doesn't have to be homophobic anymore he, he was doing like, way- yeah but like two, two years. I, th- I don't think he understands brock campton or overwatch or like tide pods you know he, he wants to know why like these kids are eating tide pods like he just doesn't understand right. a- ak is so out of it he thinks the kids are actually eating the tide pods and it's not like a joke on him but yeah, yeah. exactly hey, he's hey, when did he do when did he do the whip and the night eye that was like a year or two ago right Oh, that's a bad sign. The whip and the nene were not cool a year or two ago. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I don't think he's like, like right. he used to be like cool with the cool kids, and I don't think he gets like. Right, I Randy follow Kim- that. Whatever's the new generation, what's under millennial? Uh, Gen Z. Yeah, he doesn't get like Gen Z culture. No, Brian Tyree is very much like a Gen Z kid for sure. I'm sure he like he like goes to AK and he's telling them about like you know, I don't know, socialism and, like, how he believes in the UBI and stuff. And AK's like, what happened to the pick and roll, man? Why, why are we talking about Bernie? I can see that. Uh, yeah. I wanted, yeah. for the record, though, I want to say uh, the pumpkin head, that's a skin. That's from the Halloween event in Overwatch. There's not a character that naturally has a pumpkin for a head. That would be ridiculous. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm sorry. That is a, an important qualification. Yeah, absolutely. No, um... No, I think that's a good point, Table, uh, that he definitely has lost some of that cool factor, and that kind of bleeds into something we want to talk about this week, players being interviewed for the first time since Andy Kennedy resigned. Uh, Obviously, more news on that front. He moved up from, uh, I'm going to coach the rest of the season, to uh, I'm resigning immediately after losing um, to Mississippi State in Starkville. What was the other game last week that they lost? I don't even remember. Um, but ne- neither one of them were close. Missouri at home. Was that right? Missouri. They lost to Missouri at home, didn't they? I, I, I have to admit, I have not been watching basketball. There's a basketball game tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday, February 20th. Uh, Ole Miss is also playing baseball right now. My TV is behind me. So I have to turn around to look, but last I checked, they were up eight to four, but that actually might've changed. I see Wolf Wolfwick's coming in, whatever. This is always dumb when we try to, Relay what's happening in real time. But we're going to talk about baseball later in the show. Basketball news. Andy Kennedy, no longer the coach. Tony Madlock, former assistant, serving as interim coach. Uh, but talking about the kids not being on the same page as AK, that's basically what they said in the media appearance this week. Brian Tyree kind of said there had been a, a, a loss of trust between the coaches and the players. They felt like AK didn't believe in them. Um, they felt like there wasn't accountability. Tyree specifically mentioned you know, accountability for not following the plan on the court, you know, bad shots, not being punished, stuff like that. I mean, who really knows? Like hindsight's 2020 in the situation, right? You're going to make excuses to the media. I have no idea what really happened there. I don't know if Table has any uh, insight into that. Um, but it does kind of support your theory that they he just wasn't really jiving with the uh, 
with the kids anymore. They weren't on the same page. I mean, if if you know, if you're used to like an you know older generations of like uh you know just trying to understand pop culture, it's changed a lot. The teenagers have changed a lot. You know, we're more, you know we're more progressive. Yeah, it's all you know, about it's all about self care and uh, but, uh, making jokes you know, about wanting to die. Imagine like you know like the, the rap AK was used to, and then going from that to Brockhampton. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand like how the kids listen to that now you know it's just blown his mind yeah ak AK is just now trying to get into tyler the creator like he still thinks that's that's cool you know yeah we got got breaking news okay or i think this is breaking news bruce feldman a minute ago si has learned that rebel rags filed lawsuit today against former miss state head coach dan mullen ex-miss state ad scott strickland as well as the ncaa investigator mike sharon and the ncaa itself Wait, so they, they really did? Because the rumor earlier was that it was going to get dropped today. Uh, maybe that was smoke. Bruce Feldman is reporting that they filed the lawsuit. I so. like it. So, yeah, I've, I heard about the, the added names last week. Lock them uh, up. That's my view on this. Lock them up. Lock them all imagine, up. Imagine if Mullen like, lost his job somehow in this lawsuit. That'd be spectacular. But, hey, w- there's a lot of reasons Mullen could lose his job. Who's this, Mullen's uh, got some issues. Well, hey. Yeah, there's some <clears throat> smoke around Gainesville. Does uh does two inside jobs going on does, here? Does Ole Miss not have a uh, do we not have a Steve Robertson because um so right, yeah we do it's, it's the problem right, is right. he took a bunch of pain pills and accidentally tweeted his DMs. Caleb, you're I mean, table. You're probably the closest thing to Steve Robertson for us. Oh, I don't know. You, you don't have the street cred. I don't. You, you need to break more laws. That's harsh. I don't think I don't think it'd be that way. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know anything about Mississippi State, John. Exactly. No, he's right about that. I think in I'm, that I'm, in that I'm, regard, I'm I'm the Steve Robertson of Ole Miss. If it just has to do with the reading elite dogs. Well, I mean that strictly from a who's gonna go and actually investigate. And oh yeah, get it done. it's got to be that, you. That aspect only. You're the closest thing we have, table. It's got to be you. All the good revs want to sit there and have their cocktail. Oh, that could be true. He's a good rebel. That would never happen. They don't want to do any dirty work investigating. So you know, you know who's had the sources recently is Wes and Dean. I bet he could do some research recently I, I, I and always on record. Just find the connections. I need, I need so much. I'm not. They're not trying to get Florida's coach Bruce fired. They're... Breaking news. We're all over the place. They're trying Bruce to get some evidence for the appeal or whatever. Who, who freaking knows, man. Uh, I don't uh, know where that lawsuit's going. It'll be tied up for years if it is to progress. There'll be delay tactics. Who knows? But that is some good breaking news, John. Thank you for reminding me that that's in the cards, perhaps. What are you saying, Table? I have no idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, so I, I, I need a lot of info from sources right now. I want to know what went on between the players and Kennedy. Um, I want to know, of course. Go ahead, John. I would say the whole trust thing, in all seriousness, is a complete bullshit answer. Yeah, it's an excuse. It's I like a know story you tell. Yeah, I want to hear the real story. We deserve to know what happened. We had 11 good years of AK. Nobody can really, I mean, there was this whole faction where he couldn't get over the hump. Look right. at the program before. Was mm-hmm. he, now, if you want to say, was he the guy that's going to get you all the way to the top? Fair. But I don't know how your program is. Unless the FBI completely comes in and obliterates college basketball and changes the whole recruiting AAU dynamics, that would then reset the whole thing. But reality is he's got one bad year. 
And this team is saying they don't trust him, which makes no sense. Something, something happened. Somebody wasn't held accountable, or somebody got punished and threw a fit and whined. Right. Or somebody didn't like what AK had to say, and then went and complained to a booster, or went through the whole look, dude, you ain't getting there. Or hell, you know, let's maybe let's simplify this. The whole damn team knew AK was coaching for his job this year. Right, and that put pressure on it, yeah. They, they lost three overtime games in non-con. They didn't get off. I mean, I figured if they had gotten off to like a 4-1 and one start in conference play, they would have gotten there. But they weren't able to do it, and they all looked and said, well, we know this is over. Screw it. It could be that simple. And right. it just destroyed. So Jeff Vitter might have imploded this team and kicked AK to the curb while kicking him out. I mean, he didn't give him a set. He didn't let him walk out the door. He threw him in the threw him in the trash can. Get pulled out that way. So yeah, can we Go can ahead. we laugh about how bad this timing is? Like if yes. the yes. shit like actually did go down, and I'm still not convinced there's actually going to be a bunch of arrests or like a well, bunch supposedly, of supposedly supposedly right before March Madness. That's something I wanted to talk about too. There's going to be a lot of you know shit rolling downhill towards a lot of big programs. We'll see. That's just you know some sources happen. I just don't it did happen, and suddenly like there are all these coaches you know connected to you know NCAA violations or you know actual laws being broken. Yeah, I mean, if 15 coaches get fired... They would be the hot name then. You know, there aren't many coaches that have, like, a super... Right. Maybe in reputation, like, a a refuse to participate, you know, (laughs) a refusal to, like, uh, recruit in the standard way reputation as Kennedy has, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, that could help him, too. That's a decent point. Like, Um, you know, like... it's it's a bad time to be losing that coach right. because it's going to be for Ole Miss to hire somebody that's you know 100% clean and in this administration is going to be like way more scared about taking somebody you know who maybe just has like a little bit of you know like eh, Steve stuff. Steve Forbes type someone else like couldn't you know like Bjork's going to be like freaking out you know trying to make a hire scared that as soon as he makes a hire that guy's going to get you know mentioned in some kind of like FBI stuff. Well, and also just like if say there are 15 coaching vacancies unexpectedly because of this, like Ole Miss would be super lucky to be able to hire even Hardaway, like the high school coach at that point. You know what I mean? Like everybody on the hot board gets a better job than Ole Miss. Hire Hardaway. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, it it is terrible timing, um, especially considering that, you know, yes, the SEC was strong this year. There's a good chance it's going to get, you know, crippled by all this. We'll see. I mean, I'm definitely looking at Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi state. I've heard even, you know, Kentucky could, could be actually in the crosshairs for once. Um, those are all programs where if I was a fan, maybe a and M with Stansberry, if I was a fan, I would be a little nervous right now. So yeah, it could, we could look back in two years with a really terrible coach and say, man, I really wish we'd had AK for these last two years to be stable and continue building on it. Um, I it wouldn't be surprising at all if that's what happened. We'll see. I mean, that would be uh, W A O M, right? I tell you, this coach. I mean, I can't think of a coaching search where I've had less confidence in who's making the hire. Uh, you don't remember hey, the one from December? November? Well, I know what you mean. It's the same people. It's the same. All, no confidence. That was all hypoth- That was all. Let's see if the good old boys control it now. We know we that they know, do. We know they do. 
Yeah. And yeah. Ole Miss is much worse positioned for basketball than they were in football, even when you consider there's no sanctions tied to basketball. There were NCAA sanctions associated with the football deal. I still think they could have. They had a better level. Better I'm, level expecting, I'm expecting a, like Ole Miss to throw like something ridiculous, like five mil or more at Michael White, and then he'll use that to get a raise at Florida. Oh, yeah, for sure. He'll, like, uh, he'll, he'll sex in us. Here's a question. How many coaches are going to catfish us? Because you know, there are alleged rumors, allegedly, that in football, Jimmy Sexton was telling people to pretend to be interested in us so that right. uh, they would get upset at their new schools or the schools they were already at. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to happen. Mm-hmm. Think about a couple of people that were rumored to come to Ole Miss that ended up at certain other places. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if people do that to us in basketball, too. I think we have a big old gullible target on our forehead right now. Oh, I would now agree. Up with our version of Rick Ray being hired. Mm-hmm. I, I just, or Kim Anderson or whatever, whoever the Missouri guy was. Yeah, him as well. Yeah, both of them were lame duck coaches that were hired to be squeaky clean after a questionable predecessor. Um, but, I mean, Ole Miss is on the situation, but they might end up with the same outcome because of self-imposed sanctions, basically. Let's play hypothetical for a minute. Let's say AK's contract got rolled over and none of this ever, and none of the shit before the See, season. for me, I don't, I don't engage in that hypothetical personally. Like, I don't believe that that's true. Like, I don't think AK's contract is the reason we're bad this year. You don't think so? No, I think the reason that, that Ole Miss is bad this year is because AK has never had a strong SEC. Ever. I think that's part of this it. This is the strongest SEC by far that he's played in. And then I yeah. think it, it snowballed and got away from him. But this team quit. Right, it's, it's snowballed. But the, the, the thing that really did AK in this year was having a harder schedule than he normally has, in my opinion. <laughs> And they had the overtimes. I and that's think, why I'm saying it could be. It could look so stupid in two years because the SEC could be even worse than it was three years ago. Two years from now, we'll see. Here's here's a random stupid point. Okay. So a lot of people talk about like if uh, AK had gotten his full class that he was going to get before the contract, you know, stuff. Right. Which is and, like, which is still actually a small point. Well, people, Small point table. Pickett was looking for a way out anyway. He ended up at Georgetown, a much better basketball school. It's not 100% that he, he would have stayed anyway, but continue. Just throwing yeah, that out I'm there. Saying that, but I'm just saying that like people like to you know right. Hypo- wonder about hypothetical. that. I hypothesize about that. And yeah, and people have discussed like, well, these are the stats those people would actually put up. Would they be really improve us that much? Blah, right. blah, blah. But the question is, what kind of locker room presence would they have had? Would they have, you know, gelled more with Kennedy hypothetically and not, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. given up on him? Mm-hmm. Like, would that have made the difference if he had like his first choice of uh, the players in the locker room? Maybe. It's just hypothetical because there's no way to like know any of this bullshit. But yeah. I'm just giving message board people something else to like. I'm just fueling the fire. Okay, but are, are we gonna are we gonna say that? Oh, here's a hypothetical: reverse the three overtime losses, keep everything else the same, add those guys to the roster. What is Kennedy looking like right now? He has a slightly better record, but he's still doing really bad in the SEC. I'm just I, yeah, he still like, gets fired, say right? It, well, say it buys him just a couple more, you know, like another week or two, and then all this FBI shit starts right, heating up, right? 
See, this is kind of all just reminded me that we buy him, you we know? still it don't know. It just needs to buy him until this FBI shit heated up. I agree with you, but we still don't know what really happened. This is that's what this is reminding me of. Like I just, I yeah. feel like we don't have an understanding of why any of this went down when it went down. Honestly, I think it's. I, I still say this contract had something to do with it. I think the players. I think the players I, need to throw in the towel. I think that the thing Tyree said about how the players all knew that they were playing for his job, that definitely, in my opinion, had more of an effect than the recruiting effect. I completely agree. And so I'll give you that for sure. It, it put it put bad expectations on the team. It put weird pressure, especially when they started losing. You know, that probably just further divided AK from the team. Um, so I, I buy into that. So let's. Uh, I got a question for you, Sanders. Okay. We've watched Bjork get totally rolled by boosters hiring a football coach. We watched this whole NCAA debacle. Um, he did get the pavilion bill, mm-hmm. but how does he? Is he better or worse than Pete Moon as an AD? I I think he's better, but like when people ask me about Bjork, my response is always like, "Where is he gonna go?" Like I, I think Bjork and Ole Miss are in a a wedding, a marriage of convenience right now. I don't think he can get a better job, and I don't think Ole Miss can get a better AD. So it's just kind of holding pattern right now. Gonna, Still, better Boone, Still better Dude, than Boone, though. Still better than Boone. Two quick questions. Hey, let me let me finish that. So why one? Why is Bjork definitively better than Boone? And two, where would he go at this point? I think he just basically commented that he he's not really hireable at this point. No, I don't think so. So then, what? How is he better than Boone? Um, because because Boone like didn't at all. What did, what was Boone's biggest accomplishment? Compare that to the Pavilion. I want to I want to point out something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. When Kennedy, you know, kind of had some stuff going on with like the cabbie or whatever, you know, and there are question marks around him, right? And Pete Boone stood by him. It paid off. Kinda, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. We had some good seasons after that. Didn't we get a well, tournament? Well, it's after- about opportunity cost, right? Who yeah. knows who okay. you could have hired. All right. And then Ross standing by Freeze, that one kind of backfired. Was one a better judge of character? You, Freeze I, definitely, allegedly, the reason that he doesn't have show causes, and we got hit he, so he ran, far, yeah. He ratted us out allegedly. I'm would, only saying allegedly. I would I think so. To. I think he ratted Barney out. Probably is my guess. Because oh, no, Barney no, got hammered. Doubt. <laughs> yeah, and probably Chris Kiffin too, who uh, upgraded from a show calls to the San Francisco 49ers. So congrats to him. Um, okay, but here's the counter argument to that table. Standing by Freeze in 2016 turned out to be a bad move. Do we give Bjork credit for fighting so hard to keep Freeze in 2014? Which then allowed Ole Miss to win the Sugar Bowl the next year. No, Justin Fuente would have won the damn SEC. Yeah, he wanted to hire Justin Fuente. We should have just hired Fuente. So it's doubly <laughs> Bjork's bad then. He should have he should have let Freeze walk, and then hired yeah, Fuente. Yeah, ballsy move. Like if he believed in Fuente, and he was like, you know, this is what Freeze is worth if he goes to Florida, he goes to Florida. But he was scared of the boosters. Is what it seems like. Just like it kind of seems like. Well, I think like he was now. scared of the loss of revenue of losing Freeze at the height of his popularity. I, I'm gonna, which I think is fair. It's already way up. Like I think it's a point that you know. 
I'm not. I don't hold, and I. Everyone knows I love to rag on the sad men. I don't. Who doesn't? Hold. Who doesn't? Hey, this is here's a bad take. Houston not, was a better hire. Hold the con. The, That's the a bad take. Extension for freeze after the 14 egg bowl against BYU. I don't think there's really any. How, how do you not do it at that point? He would have been. People would have wanted his head if he had let Freeze leave without fighting at least as hard he, as he, he could. He just knocked his rival out of a playoff. We mm-hmm. know that in the Mississippi dynamics, probably hyperbolic more so than most. But any anytime you knock your rival out like that, especially when they haven't done anything in a while, and he got him to an act, and he had him in the. You know, they're going to be a top 12 team. It was pretty evident at that point. Gotten them three in the country. I mean, he can't let it. Boost, if, a boost, if the boosters are willing to pony up and pay, can't let them walk. I think so, too. Hey, how long does the NFL franchise tag last for? Like, do you get one a year or do you, it's only one? One year. Per- it's a one-year tag. Okay. All right, cool. They're gonna uh, The Dolphins are going to use it on Jarvis Landry. Really? How much yeah. are they going to pay? It costs sixteen million, right? That's what that's what this rap sheet tweet says. They're gonna spend sixteen million bucks for Jarvis Landry. I don't know. It says uh okay, so I just I saw Jarvis Landry trending, you know, it's freaking February. I had to see what this is about. So Ian Rappaport or Ian Rappaport, is that how you say it? Yeah. The state guy. He went to state, he's an NFL reporter now. Dolphins are going to place the franchise tag on wide receiver Jarvis Landry, source said. It cost them sixteen million dollars but they keep a very good piece in the building and off the free agent market. So I don't know how much they're going to pay him, but apparently they're spending that much to do it. Jarvis Landry, I love, I love Jarvis Landry as a player. Love him. Like I don't know if he's worth the franchise tag, though. Not worth $15 million. Yeah. I was just wondering how long it lasts because you would assume if Tunzel, you know, is the player they think, one day they might use it on him. But uh, it, it only gets you an extra year before free agency. Right? Tunzel's got two more years on his rookie deal. Right, and then they'll they'll get into discussions. Yeah, they'll probably give him. Uh, honestly, I could see them extending his contract after next year. Kind of, mm-hmm. they do it a year early. They can probably pay less long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to we have to honor Table saying that Houston Nutt was a better hire than Hugh Freeze. Wanna, give us your best one, argument yeah. on this one. I always joke about that every time I'm on I'm on the pod, and we would say we'd wait and see how much trouble Freeze got us in to see like who actually. Mm-hmm. did better and left us in a worse situation and having you know been removed for a little while Houston Nutt came in he won two cotton bowls that's the equivalent of when in like you know our sugar bowl we won was not the real sugar bowl it was like the table you already lost this argument but yeah. continue I, I like it's it's already laid out for how wrong you are no no hold on hold on after after the uh the whole um way the playoffs changed in the sugar bowl you know, it was just one of the interchangeable right. balls. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't argue about the The highs were the same, just as high. They both got just as high. What about the okay. lows? Here's what I'm going to say about the lows, okay? okay? So what we hounded is that, you know, we merely dropped, we sucked, and we didn't leave, like, any talent. Oh, you know, didn't leave any talent, blah, blah, blah. But then Freeze came in, and he was able to win pretty quick with supposedly no talent. And what we've seen is that C.J. Johnson, D.T. Shackelford, Bird Bryant, Keith Lewis, uh, two All-Americans, two All-Americans on defense, Cody Pruitt, Sinquez Golson, not actually left the defensive talent that Freeze won with pretty much except for Marcus Haynes. Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's, well, I mean, 
I mean, Freeze won with a lot of his own defensive talent, man. You ever heard of a guy called Robert Kimdichi, Tony Connor, any of those Robert guys? Kim- Robert Kimdichi only came because Nut had given but, his okay. his mess like his brother. Okay, okay. you can't you can't with a straight face say that he only won with Nut's defensive talent. Continue. I'm saying that he. I'm saying that it helped. We, it helped absolutely. After, after those guys graduated, what happened to the linebackers? Yeah, the linebackers. Yeah, but Freeze still won. Terrible I want to hear how you how you compare four and eight, downhill. two and ten to five and seven. Here's the other thing: Freeze has left us in a worse situation. How he left with? We got a bowl ban. We got free agency. We got um, desperation clinging to an interim head coach just because he beat State because of the type of desperation that we had because we already were getting you know turned down. By, Freeze by was Blake. a desperate hire, my dude. Do you not remember that? Everyone was Freeze? like, who is this rando that the Ole Miss just hired? This is pathetic. I think Caleb. I mean, they had options, but. Who? Who was, the other, who was the other options? I don't remember. Leach. You know, there was Larry Fedora, Mike Leach, all those people were floating around. Like, there were other names, but. Larry you Fedora know. was at Southern, right? Yeah. But that that would have been another bad hire. But wait, Larry Fedora. I mean, he got hired by North Carolina right after that. He was a hot name at the time. He didn't work out at North Carolina, but like he was a, a hot up and comer at the time. Yeah. I, mean, I think you're reaching to make a, a funny argument. Larry say, Fedora had no interest in the job. I think there's one. I think it's a fair debate in a lot of ways. It's it's fairer than you think at the at the surface, but I have to say I think there's one factor that I give the advantage to Freeze in terms of who's the better coach. He got his Chad Kelly. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I know that him. I know that pulls the tables hard. Chad Kelly will always. Always have a special. We love the reason champion. the argument doesn't hold up is because there is no four and eight, two and ten with freeze. You have a four and eight and a two and ten versus a five and seven. That's it. On the on field results, right? I would just argue that your argument, your argument is six and six. The year after they left is a good thing. That happened to freeze too. Luke went six and six. I'm so excited. Let's just see where the football program gets the next couple of years. Okay, I'll so. Bring it so, not to attack you, you're our esteemed guest who we love to have. But <laughs> your argument was your argument was now I can win the argument, and the the end of it is we'll have to keep waiting and see. Well, well I agree. We'll wait and see if Luke goes four and eight next year. I I start to say it's shifting back to your favor. I just I don't hey, think that. Hey, I got a question. What is it, is it time? Should we should we pump the brakes on Shay Patterson? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think he's going to win the Big Ten for sure. I mean, that dude. I'm look, I am looking forward to Jim Harbaugh resigning before the season ends next year, and then some NFL team hires him. I have no idea. Remember I'm, Pump the Brakes? I, I remember it. I remember, I remember Pump the Brakes. Let's get random for a minute. Okay. We have not Jim Har- Let's say Jim Harbaugh is like is six and two after eight games next year. Mm-hmm. Does do the masses at Michigan turn on him? And does it get ugly up there for six and two or two and six? No, oh, six and two. Who are the two? Oh, let's, let's say they lose to Michigan State and somebody else. And 
they still have Ohio State on the schedule, who's better than they are in general. So you, they end up and do another nine and three, eight and four. I mean, they I were. Think good rebels get more leeway than Michigan men, even though it's the same yeah. concept. It is the same concept. But I think, John, that's a good point. I think he jumps to the NFL. Who else firing their coach in the NFL? Mm. All the hirings and firings already been made this offseason. We need New McMillan on talking about a source. I don't see. I know, right? I don't see. uh, I don't see him making the jump this season. Maybe next season. I, I think a lot of the oldest people saying that were just sour grapes over Shea Patterson. I mean, he has a quote unquote lifetime contract with Michigan. I don't think you jump the year well, after you sign that. Who did the Bears hire? Um, wait, I knew this one. Because I know. He... Yeah, who they hire? Uh, uh, Matt Nagy. Who? N a g y. He was the Kansas City offensive coordinator. That'll be fun. I could have been here forever and never gotten that. January 8th. That was when he was hired. Hey, hey, hey. Neil McMillan is saying, source says Vitter on his way out. So you said, you you said the person who said it, you just burned, you just burned someone who gave us their source table. Aye, yeah, yeah. You can take it out. Holy, I'm like, I'm not going to take it out. You take it out. He just said he said source. He didn't say these sources. Exactly, but it, we could have said someone we know said sources said. Now I feel like we burned Neil. Then just take it out. I'm not gonna take point. it out. Dude, the show is ruined now. This whole episode is trashed. Why not take it out? You I'm can't kidding. take it. You I'm, can't do like I, edit. I, I absolutely could. I'm not going to. This is hilarious. It's fine. I, <laughs> I don't think Neil's gonna be upset. Damn it. Thank you, table. Thank you, table. Oh, come I'm just, on. I'm trolling you. I'm not going to take it out. It's fine. It's fine. He's not going to be yeah. upset. It's fine. Let's hope the source is correct. Um, this I is... thought you were like a like a big pod guy. You don't listen to pods where like, like on Brendan Wardell's pod, like they edit out like. Table. I've edited out so much shit. You know, you know why you don't know? Because it was edited out. I'm not going to edit this out because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now Neil says low level source. So now we're burning everything. Everything's fucked now. <laughs> So it's just fake news. It's fake we news. Vitter is chancellor for life. I was the source. It's going to be there forever. Um, <laughs> you were the, the table was the goddamn source. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's funny because um, you, know, you know how Red Cup had that article saying we should not by any means fire Hugh Freeze. we got to yeah. stand by our man. Oh, I love your tweet about this. Continue. Yeah, this he is got great. fired. Yeah. And well, then, then yesterday – yeah, yesterday the Mississippi State equivalent was like uh, the I would go in the I would die in the trenches for Andy Conazaro. Yeah, and then he immediately got fired. Right. So obviously that's a big topic yeah. of the day. Baseball in general, baseball season is here. Uh, I can report that Ole Miss did beat Memphis eight to six. Got a little hairy at the end there. Happy to be talking to you guys and not watching that. Um, Ole Miss 4-0 on the season, encouraging results so far. We can get more into that in a second. Uh, I think we should circle back around on what Table just said. A little trouble in paradise. Um, I'm going to start out by saying I think the craziest thing about this whole Canazaro thing, Canazaro, it doesn't matter. I don't have to learn how it's pronounced anymore because he's gone now, is uh, John Cohen didn't even have a press conference, right? This is the guy that you hired to be your hand-chosen replacement when you became a uh, athletic director 
and uh, he resigns in disgrace after one full season and then one series, and he just releases like a short statement to the press. It seems like a cop out to me, but I don't know. Somehow, I think we're not going to hear about it from the uh, the morality police online. When did Conzazara kind of Lauren? When 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 did dudes uh, alleged? I have no uh, idea. Steroid abuse, like pop up. Like was he like, like you know, like gross buff, like last year, or is that a new development? No, I like, think he's it, always been like that, like a, a really small, short dude with a huge chest and arms that you kind of question his his workout plan. I guess you could say. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of buzz on the boards about him kind of having like roid rage issues and stuff that sure you know, just alleged stuff that you know he does have seemed to have that kind of bro personality of like the pikes on you that did steroids in college i mean he definitely juices you can tell that by looking at him but uh, what were y'all's i mean my first reaction was like wow i can't believe this as it went on i mean there are a ton of parallels to the uh to the hugh freeze resignation for sure um, neither, neither guy got their contract. They were both fired with cause, um, you know, it, it both kind of nothing was, you heard nothing about it. And then like a drip drip. And then all of a sudden someone turned the faucet on full blast. And all of a sudden it was like, wait, this is really happening. They're really out. Um, and both had it's, to do with cell phones. We, we, we think, what are you saying table? Did state have dirt on their own guy? Like they have dirt on their guys just, just waiting. Mm-hmm. And then if they, you know, don't work Com- out, comp- compromat, comrade, Com- compromat. That's what they had, right? The the old Soviet thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. You know it's an interesting like theory. If they, had, if they just just throwing it out there, hypothetically, if he sweeps Southern and you know they're starting off the season looking good, does all this come out right now? I and is would. It a- I would be more sympathetic to that theory if they were like 0-7 instead of 0-3. It just seems premature to fire him after one bad series at Southern, a good team that hates your guts. You know, that's just – that's kind of crazy. But at the same time, you know, it's well, a question that has to be asked. If they were like already like, you know, if there was already like unrest and rumblings mm-hmm. and like there was already like something brewing – I'm not saying you're wrong that if he had won, it wouldn't have come out now. I just, I'm not fully prepared to say that. What I will ask, go ahead, John. What's interesting is that Freeze cheats on his wife, gets fired. Kenazaris, same thing. Uh Lane Lane Kiffin bangs a booster's wife. No one cares. Yeah, he gets his own head coaching gig. Guess he wasn't married at time. It's interesting, though, that just kind of the difference in, uh, it's like Lane Kiffin and whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it just because Lane Kiffin is likable and the other two are not at all? Well, also, didn't, didn't Lane Kiffin he, divorce his wife? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Like, uh, Kanazara's wife is pregnant with her third kid right now. It's not a good look at all. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's actually very, very sad, um, both for his family and for the husband of the alleged mistress. We've already discussed beforehand on the show. We're not going to get into her personal details. I don't really think of her as a personal figure. Although, you know, if you want to learn about her, you can easily find this info. Um, It is being talked about quite a bit. There's a lot there in that story. If it becomes more of a story with more of the public figures that are alleged to be involved, um, actually, you know, seeing repercussions from it, I would be okay talking about it then maybe, for now, I just kind of want to leave them alone. But still, very sad story for a lot of people. At the same time, you know, this is kind of karmic 
you could say, uh, for how happy the Mississippi State fans were that their boy Steve Robertson helped bring down Freeze with the phone records. Um, I, I have a question for you guys, though, and I think I know the answer. Have you looked at Mississippi State's baseball schedule this year? No. No. It's interesting. I assume you know they're building a new stadium that's almost done. Whatever. To give time for that, they scheduled a super long road swing. Uh, and in light of all the stuff that's going on now, it makes you think by the time they come back to Starkville on March 6th, things could really have gone off the rails. So they play Jackson State tomorrow. That's easy. I'm sure they'll get their first win. Uh, but then they have to play UC Santa Barbara, uh, Nichols State, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, Texas Rio Grande, McNeese State, ULL, Houston, Sam Houston. Uh, I think there was an actual good team in there somewhere too. But basically, they're going to be on the road for the next two weeks. They already started out with uh, getting swept in Hattiesburg. It's just it's a rough mental point for your team. And then you add in you fired a coach. You know, one week into the season, I just it's very it's very easy to imagine this kind of snowballing into a, just a really bad season for them with the interim coach. Would not be surprising. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So that was a lot of drama Wait, last night. Their interim coach, have they named him yet? Is he? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the the pitching coach, Gary Henderson. He was the head coach at Kentucky for a while. But is he a good bulldog? That's a good question. I don't know. He's a good uh, wildcat, so I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, no. I mean, interns only get hired if they're good dogs, good rebels, Michigan men. Actually, wouldn't be surprised if this guy ended up keeping the job. But we'll see. I guess we'll see how uh, how he does this season. Edo was a good tiger. Ooh, <laughs> find me who who is the last interim head coach to get promoted that was not like super associated with the school. You know. Um, didn't like either right. go to the school or had had a previous coaching stint there. Right, because Never. like Ed O, who was an outsider at USC, did not get that job. So it made, but he got the LSU I one. I know, I know. He was inside of there. It tracks. Your theory oh. definitely tracks. Matt Luke, it tracks. Who is, uh, who is the basketball coach at Louisville now? I don't know. I have Man, no, I have I've no idea. That, uh, I've heard that they've been reaching out to AK. <laughs> I hope so. I hope they hire AK, dude. That'd be tight. Sanders, did you ever watch The Jump? Have you watched one yet? No, I still haven't. I I feel like an asshole because I said I would, but I, I have not. Yeah, they're going to an hour starting March 12th. Oh, damn. And now I was asking for 30 minutes, and now it's it's now out of my reach. So I'm just kidding. I still need to. Yeah, it tells me how good the show is, right? Yeah. People need more of that content. Just yeah. the NBA. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, wait. What do y'all think of – uh? Didn't Mark Cuban like tell his players to tank? Oh, really? Did he get the tank race? They should. The Mavs. Is NBA, the NBA straight up having a tank race that's more exciting than the playoffs. Like that's, who can? That's pretty funny. Who can lose themselves into? I'll tell you who they need to hire. Who, who needs to be the coach? For at least just you know, give Rick Carlisle like the last thirty games off through the Mavs, and get old Houston Nutt in there to tank your team for the end. Oh, of the he season. could. He could do it. What he did in twenty eleven was special. Yeah, admirable, yeah. Here's the thing. Usually in the NBA, it's not you know great to tank because with the lottery, you don't know if you're getting that first pick. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk that like the top six guys are pretty equal. You got uh, Marvin Bagley the third from Duke. You know, good old Trey Bagels. He looks pretty good. <laughs> um, who's the kid from uh, Oklahoma? He's like three point kid, right? Young or whatever. 
Yeah, Trey Young, and then you got the uh, Arizona kid. Um, Luka Doncic is the uh, Eastern European guy. Everybody's like super high on. He's the European guy, and then there's uh, like Mo Bamba from Texas. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of prospects. And if that Missouri kid didn't get hurt, he'd be up there too. Like it's a pretty stacked top of the draft this year for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Yeah, you'll talk so much NBA on the pod. Yeah, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge topic of discussion. Um, you know, LeBron. Um, you know the the Greek freak is. These are NBA people. Uh, I don't know if you know Table. Um, I, I like Giannis. You know. Um, is that, uh, should we, should we get Friday rolling on to do an NBA section? Oh, man. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I can moderate. Um, I have not watched any NBA this year. I saw, oh, did, like, did highlights of the dunk team? contest. Did you watch the celeb game? I saw highlights of that. I saw Quavo won, right, MVP? Yeah, Quavo was pretty good. Yeah. What? John? I was saying Katie Nolan outcoached Rachel Nichols. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, when Butler showed up to play, he always plays Arcade Fire guy. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it is funny that like this Canadian indie rock guy is out here. Smoking. He's, he's tall, Watson. right? He looks tall. Uh, was it McGrady? Who was it that just like some ex NBA player <laughs> uh, just like slapped the ball right in Bubba Watson's face when when he you know, he's the golfer, right? When he went out there. Bubba Watson lied his way into the game, got a spot, and then went and won the Genesis Open in L.A. this week uh, after playing hilarious. in the game. So that was pretty interesting. It's like playing in the celeb game inspired Bubba Watson to go win PGA Tour event. So. That is pretty funny. Uh, who's the other good player? Rachel Demita. She played, she played college basketball. She had the best shot out of anybody. Yeah, and uh, John, your boy Terrence Crawford. That's me and John's favorite boxer. Okay. He was out there like stealing the ball from like kids and like roughing up. Like he's like, a tough. He, he's like a defensive oriented guard. He's not a store. He was really serious about it though. Yes, he would. Headband like, looks like you see like some kid from like Stranger Things would get the ball and he'd go up and just like foul the shit out of him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Funny. Hey, uh, wait, wait, Caleb, Caleb, I got, I know who I want to coach the basketball team now. I just figured it out. Yeah. Angel Garcia. That's who I want. Oh. <laughs> Justin, we're, we're hijacking your pod to talk boxing. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> that was me. To everybody, John, John and I told you to, to watch Terrence Crawford. Since then, he has unified, uh, like, all, you know, four or five belts or whatever in the 140 140- Weight division. He's moved up to 147. He's beaten that Australian guy that got the bogus decision against Pacquiao on ESPN. So, on ESPN coming up in uh, coming up in March, look for Terrence Crawford to kick Jeff Horn's ass and get a belt in his third weight division. Uh, also, we got we got uh, Anthony Joshua fighting Joseph Parker. You all know who they are, but one of them is an undefeated 20 like. I think he's like 28-year-old, 26 to 28-year-old boxer from Britain who holds a couple, like two or three belts. 
Um, he beat Vladimir Klitschko, who was a uh, like the long time. I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's fighting the undefeated uh, New Zealand Samoan dude Joseph Parker. Oh hell yeah! He holds one of the you know one of the other belts. It's a unification fight. He's only like twenty four, twenty five. So you got two young undefeated guys with belts. The winner is expected to fight Deontay Wilder. Who is a uh, heavyweight champion, one of the belt holders, and he's from like, what, like Birmingham, Alabama, or something like that. He's from somewhere in yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Because, uh, he couldn't get a, a scholarship to play for the Tide. So that's kind of that kind of brings me to the next question. That making this making me think of this. So how does the, an average professional boxer salary <laughs> compare to an average NFL player? Uh, see, most boxers don't make a lot of money. A lot of them have to be like sparring partners and stuff. Uh huh. It's just the guys that like do end up becoming a name, and like, if they get to like a pay per view, like money, Mayweather. Yeah, he's a lot better than UFC because you can wear sponsors' names on your on your your trunks and stuff. Interesting. Dana White gets all that money in UFC. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah, and boxing viewing was up. UFC was down this year. So that's interesting. But, um, you know, if you can make it in the NFL, you're probably not boxing unless you just grew up doing that instead. Like Deontay Wilder couldn't get a scholarship to play right. for the Tide. So right. He went to some other school, so he said, I'll be a boxer. The guy he beat for his world title was a guy named Bermain Stavern that was a football player at Michigan State that couldn't make the NFL, so he became a boxer. Uh, he also he knocked out a guy named Gerald Washington that was a tight end for Pete Carroll's national championship team at USC. There you go. The the king of niche sports, Table Cobbleson, <laughs> live on Land Tracks After Dark. Well, he does. So we talked about basketball pretty well in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball. Three and August went through beat Memphis. Beat Memphis close. I had a great weekend. I mean, I I was encouraged by what I saw, John. The the bats are so far. I mean, it's early in the season, bad pitching, but the bats are coming through at this time. I will not comment on the offense until obviously played, it's too early. Until they've played fifteen SEC games, I'm going to. <laughs> Man, this is going to be an exciting podcast for you guys, you listeners. I, but I'm going to make fun of it when it slumps. I'm I sure. mean, the last time every team slumps—that's baseball. Me, me, Justin, the last time you and me tried to get John excited about an Ole Miss team, and he said, "I want to wait a little bit." Mm-hmm. Was us being like, "This is going to be the year in basketball." Like, or, or yeah, you guys were fake good. news. I got to say about that. I mean, Andy Kennedy was fake news. Hey, don't blame me. I was getting all my tips from uh, Corey Keys. He was—he was giving me all this info. <laughs> so I can't. I that, claim. That- Excuse plausible me. deniability he convinced me that ak was the greatest coach uh in the history of the modern game so you know i have an excuse at least now now here is what i know from watching baseball highlights this weekend okay Brian Rollinson's damn good yep he is he is damn good ball comes out of his hand differently yeah well and the, what amazes <laughs> me is his fastball and his changeup is the, is the exact same release point it's insane He's better than Pomeranz. I like it. I like it. I think Ole Miss is going to have a big advantage on Friday nights. Um, I think the overall bullpen depth is there. He's better than Pomeranz, I think. Hey, shout out to uh, to um, podcast guest Austin Miller 
on uh, making the team. Yeah, threw two innings today. Uh, he looks good, you know. I mean, I, I, he lost some weight. I knew that, but he he got taller. It seems, which is that's nice. That's good for him. Um, big big congrats to our friend Austin. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm encouraged, but I mean, I, I'm not going to go to the extent that John went. Obviously, I will discuss the offense, but yeah, it's very early. Um, there's not there's not much of a pitching test uh, as far as what the offense will face until you get to SEC play. Um, I was hoping that series out at uh, at Long Beach, right, the dirt bags. I was hoping that was going to be a good SEC-level test, but I've been hearing that maybe they're down a little bit, maybe injuries or something, so we'll see. Um, still, I mean, through four games, 4-0, best you could hope for. And, and the fact that you saw guys like Tim Rowe, uh, Cole Zabowski, and then today Nick Fortes had two home runs. The, getting, the, getting the ball out of the park is an encouraging sign. Um, Rowe wasn't in the lineup today, but he looked good this past weekend. Um, I, I mean, so far, and this is such a Pollyanna first weekend way to look at it, but so far the biggest problem that Bianco has is trying to figure out what the best lineup is that isn't going to get a good bat out of it. Because, I mean, if, if everybody keeps producing, I, I kind of have to think that Cooper Johnson might find himself on the bench more because Fortes is, a, is a, actually a very good catcher. Um, and if you can get production out of first base and Zabowski, it, in my opinion, it doesn't make that much sense to have Cooper Johnson in the eight hole, you know, batting 200 all year. Uh, you could replace him with someone like Fortes and then replace Fortes with Zabowski. We'll see. Very early, like John said. I'll, I don't mind looking like a fool later. I mean, it's not that many of you listen. It's okay. I'm not that worried about it. I commend Bianco for really getting aggressive, play, um, or like, for playing around with the lineup. I think he's got to be mm-hmm. very liberal with his lineup the first month. There's first. a lot of pieces, yeah. I they're they're stealing a ton this year. I, there seems to be an emphasis on on base running, which I think might might backfire because Ole Miss doesn't really have a ton of great base runners. I mean, we've had we've had guys like Thomas Dillard stealing bases out there. Um, Cockrell got caught today that that might have been a drop ball that he should have stayed and just went on or something. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but they've been stealing a lot. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they have several successful steals as well. Be interesting to see if that's a trend that they continue into the season. Uh, we've talked about on the show how this is kind of a make-or-break year for Mike Clement, the uh, the hitting coach. So we'll see. We'll see what his offense looks like. Um, table, I take it you uh, excited for baseball? Yeah, I, I I meant to go to the game this afternoon. Nice. And I got I was in the middle of a painting, and, and I just kind of got focused. Sure, sure. I mean, you're an artist. That's what you do. Absolutely. Um, well, what, what are some probably, what are some other Andy Kennedy content items you could put on a you, you could have out there, Caleb? What do you mean, like paintings? Oh, let's brainstorm yeah. some Andy Kennedy paintings. Uh, oh, yeah. I like that. Well, I, I, I've just started. I, I sold a couple of uh, Saint AK. I like it. Painting. Yeah, I check that like out on Twitter. Check that out on Twitter. Catholic painting. I think there needs to be a picture of AK at the library out there. Yeah. Yeah, I need to pick one and see if I can get it in the library. I've got a DK in Funkies. Hell yeah! Now. That's that's awesome. You know what? I'm gonna if I ever, I'm gonna come back to Oxford in thirty years, Caleb, or table and open Cleek Chasers. <laughs> and it's, we're gonna have a big mural of uh, of the. It's gonna be the Dirty Revs. It's gonna be AK, Jack um, Kelly, Jack Kelly, Hugh Freeze. 
Shepard Smith's going to be in there. Oh, He's hell yeah. Um, I have to think about Dickie Scruggs. <laughs> I think potentially. Um, no, you should do that table, and that's great. And you should go to these bars and tell them you'll give them a free painting. All they have to do is include like your business card in the corner or whatever so that people can get their own commissions. It's brilliant. I've never seen a picture of Funkies, Caleb. I haven't either. Take a pic. Okay, I, yeah. I believe you. Yeah, I say I'll go. I'll go. I've got to actually. Okay. AK. I gave him. Go ahead. I've got to get back to Funkies because uh, he wasn't sure what size he wanted to hang up. So I gave him mm-hmm. two different ones to try out on the wall. And I got to pick up the smaller one this week. So. Gotcha. When I do that, I can take a picture for you. AK painting ideas. You could have like Marshall. Uh, Anthony Perez, like uh, Murphy with the big old gap in his teeth, and they're all like carrying AK on their shoulders because like they carried him. You know, he was nothing without Anthony Perez, Marshall Anderson, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I mean, you could paint the international incident or some. You need to paint some homage to it. Yeah, actually, just... how about how about a a. I want a painting that somehow this is a challenge because it's difficult. I can think of some ways, but they're kind of conceptual. Somehow uh, depicts Andy Kennedy plucking players from around the globe. You know, I want to see Andy Kennedy reaching over to Europe and grabbing someone, South America, and then it just says Andy quote the international incident Kennedy. Like that to me would be fantastic. I, I think AK needs to be the the uh, official um, cab coordinator for yes. Click Chaser. How about, how about I just paint all our international players he recruited holding up flags from their countries? I like that. And then he's in the center, like big, like striking a pose. I like it. And it says international incident. I just really like the idea oh, that his and, nickname and is uh, the international and, and incident. Marshall Henderson is next to him wearing back-to-back World War Champs U.S. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Uh, I'm going to miss Kennedy. He was my favorite coach. No, I, I miss him too. I mean, he kept it real. Yeah, and this is press conferences. He was a nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. actually, I used to have an internship with the athletic department. I used to shoot the t-shirt guns. Um, till I shot somebody on you with it. And ah. you were people like point blank with the t-shirt gun. Well, yeah, they have a but big scary one. I, I allegedly maybe did that. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's Shit. just bullshit. Story Table, I, made I still, uh, I still have an Ole Miss collared golf shirt that you gave me for free that apparently you had gotten for free at your I gave job you, i gave you a good one yeah i gave you one of those nice tight as hell, one? actually that's it's it's yeah. still the quality is the same and i wear it all the time so thank yeah. you yeah oh no problem uh yeah i mean it looks good on you but uh <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah kennedy was a uh, he was always real nice real nice to me when i was you know i would just hang around practice and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hang around the locker room before and after the games, just just chilling out. Not in the locker room, just you know, around the area, the security guards and people working the games. And he was always real cool to everybody working there. Yeah, so. he's a man of the people, for sure. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, mm, I you can see both sides of it. I think if you're looking at it from an impartial observer, and I thought I think I said this on the podcast last time, but I mean. Yes, complained about what how Ole Miss treated Kennedy the last two years, but still, Ole Miss, Ole Miss put a lot into him, not just building the pavilion, but sticking with him after the international incident that we talked about in the past. I mean, giving him a second chance, um, turning a blind eye towards maybe 
you know, some of the stuff we talked about earlier in the show, like taking your players to a bar like the library or hanging out, you know, very publicly drinking in the daytime at a bar like Funky, stuff like that, stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily grounds for firing, but still I think Ole Miss gave them a lot of, a lot of leash on that. Um, so I, I think even AK would say that uh, for the most part, Ole Miss treated him pretty well most of his tenure. Still sad to see him go and disappointed that the rest of the season isn't kind of a farewell to AK type thing. You know, I think that that was kind of the athletic department's goal when they had him resign and said he's going to coach till the end of the season was, okay, well, we can sell tickets this way at least with like a thank you AK type game and stuff like that. You don't get any of that. That John was pointing out it was kind of dumb when they were like, we're going to do like Kennedy tributes for the rest of the season. Like you can't really do that when you fire somebody because if you do too good a job with the tributes, people are going to be mad at you for firing him. Like firing this guy, he's but great. he resigned. Table, it's fine. Yeah. He resigned. Yeah, he resigned. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, but that's that. R.I.P. to a good coach, uh, nice guy, um, a tall man. Start soon. It's being way overhyped. Yeah, who cares? Yep. Who cares about spring football? Not me. Oh no, no. Hey, softball. Didn't we beat beat like oh, yeah. um, three Oregon or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Their softball team is doing well. Yeah, they beat Oregon. We should get Wes on to talk about softball. Yeah, Wes, if you're listening, yeah, and I know you are. Wes was telling me we got some big transfer from like Michigan State or somewhere. Yeah, the, I think a catcher. I want to say shortstop. Yeah. Wes can tell us when he gets on here. Wes, I know you're listening. Come on next week and tell us more about softball. Um, I feel like Wes will actually also talk to me about baseball, and uh, John can just can just sit and think about you know what it's going to be like 15 games into the SEC, and how things <laughs> might look. I'm um, looking forward to going through everybody's OPS in the midway yes, of the conference. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be so hype. Like the 15-game mark, people are going to be saying, this is the week. Like People are going to be whispering at work and stuff. Like, this is the week. John's going to look at the offense for the first time. And, like, it's going to be super, <laughs> it's going to be super hype. Uh, we're close to the end of the show here. Um, I, this is not organic the way they wanted to bring it up. But we were having fun with this before the show. Uh, uh, table, who, who do you know? Off the top of your head, the, in the top five whitest people of your friend group. Okay. John has been mad at me all week because he was talking about something. I don't know. Was it was he try, talking about rap and he didn't know who Kendrick Lamar was, but he had like strong opinions about rap or something. John was just talking about something. Um, Maybe he was talking about how he cuffs his jeans. But, <laughs> and, and I said, John, I think. You're like one of the, like the top five whitest people I know. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just meant he's a Patriots fan. Oh my god! He gets like boxes called Stitcher full of like LL Bean clothes, and he tries them on, and then sends the others back, and then gets a new box of LL Bean. I didn't even know. And he knows that. more about IPAs than anybody I know. He's a um, successful businessman. Just the only thing whiter than like watching Wes Anderson movies is being like John and being like, I don't watch movies, just news and sports, sports and news. Yeah, that's a good point. Disliking Wes Anderson is even whiter than liking Wes Anderson. Right? Yes, exactly. John, how do you plead in this uh, accusation? Caleb taught me about IPA. So oh, shit. Here. Also, Caleb, you love boxing, rugby, and curling, right? So, I mean, maybe maybe this is like that image of the Spider-Man pointing at the Spider-Man a little bit. 
Oh, if, whoa. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's funny you say that because I actually, now, now, that I'm, uh, now that I have a real job and I'm not just only a painter and, and writer and I'm also an archaeologist, mm-hmm. I, I kinda, caught myself. You're kind of doxing yourself here, but continue. Well, I caught myself the other day, non-ironically, driving a pickup truck, wearing work boots and a trucker hat and a flannel shirt. And I was like, you this is a good day. Like I've become, I, I, I don't know. Like I've assimilated with Mississippi. Yeah, you were like halfway through talking to Ice about your neighbors. You're like, oh is shit, what, I'm a white guy. With this table is that you've assimilated in Mississippi, and I've somewhat assimilated. You've gone the other direction, yeah. And the the you're beauty of it is, you're both super white, but just different types oh, yeah. of different types of white. Oh uh, yeah. No, it's different, John. The only difference is that, like, um, people always, like, wonder – people, you know, ask me sometimes, like, where I'm from, what my heritage is, just because, like, I have, like, a big goofy beard and, you know, just darker hair. Yeah. But as far as, like, culturally, like, I'm equally as goofy as John. Some ways goofier. I don't, I don't think either one of you are goofy, and I don't think either one of you are white in a bad way. We're all cool. We're uh, we're like millennial Gen Y, Gen Z. Like we're freaking, we transcend race. It's fine. It's all good. I'm proud of you guys for uh, confronting your identities. John voted for Trump. Oh shit! <laughs> that is so funny, dude. Is John even on the call anymore? John, are you there? Prove it. Prove it. Oh, my God. Prove all those statements. Freaking wrecked. John voted for Gary Johnson. I think we can all say confidently. Hey, do you think uh, – I wrote in Belichick. Oh, right, right, right. John uh, – this is right. John told us he wrote in Belichick. All right, what are you saying, Table? Do you think we have any flat earthers on the basketball team? Ooh, shit. Uh, ooh. Like, do you think Denzel and Rob are flat earthers? Yeah, yeah, big time. Denzel is a big time like flat earther for sure. Kyrie Irving. Denzel is definitely a flat I bet we got flat earthers on the basketball team. Yeah, I'm trying to think of exactly who it is. Uh, Kyrie Mueller? Yeah, Dominic Olenicek. I can see him going for that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm seven foot tall. I've never seen curvature of the earth. No. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's some That's some food for thought, no doubt, that we'll leave you with this week. Uh, I don't remember... Who will miss plays in baseball, like Illinois State or something, maybe? It doesn't matter. They're at home for a while uh, until they go out to California for that series. Basketball, also pretty disconnected from that. I mean, the difference is I'll actually be watching the baseball games as opposed to the basketball games, which are kind of just too sad to watch at this point. Um, but I guess we'll watch that if you're into it. I don't know. John mentioned spring football here on the and horizon. It's going to be all over uh, elite dogs for us. Here yep. the next yeah. I'll be just seeing what's up. I mean, it's pretty boring right now, honestly, because they're like last night was funny when they're all melting down over Canizaro and all honestly, right now, Twitter is better than elite dogs. If you search, uh, people rumored to be involved in this scandal and just see the insane people tweeting at them and at their family members. Uh, it's, it's, it's really not funny to... right now. Like they picked out who no. they think like it's legit cyberbullying that's happening. Like really just harassing her in disgusting ways yeah. and then bragging about it on their board. Like, you know, like guess who I called a whore on Twitter. Like give me a mm-hmm. back pat for, yeah. And that's kind of the, and, and, and I didn't want to, 
But I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but it's just it's something that is clear to me from the last couple of days or from yesterday, really. Last night, when all this stuff about Canizero was coming out, someone or multiple people uh, that are in the know at state, well-connected boosters at the very least, people that you know hear things firsthand from people that work for Mississippi State, made the choice to release the identity of this person that is not a coach uh, that is involved in this scandal. And I just I think it's very vindictive and it's very petty. Um, and no matter how you feel about adultery and about, you know, she has, she's held responsible to all of that. I don't think she deserves the abuse that table was just mentioning that's being thrown her way and towards her family on social media. So, I mean, I just think that needs to be called out that, that people that knew better did this vindictively made sure her name got out and you can't, you can't put the genie back in the bottle in that one. Um, I, for all intents and purposes, I, I think her life is pretty much ruined now. Um, so I hope, you know, the Bulldog Club member that first put her name on a message board or whatever is, is proud of that. Um, they just they, they can't get over that uh, that Yankee coach that, that left them at the altar and went to Florida, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. That's my soapbox for now. Guys, you got anything else you want to say to the people this week? I'd say get the FBI to investigate um, all this debauchery at state and ruining people's lives, but they don't investigate anything proactively anymore. <laughs> whether it's uh, sexual abuse at Michigan State or gun psychos in Florida. So uh, I'm ser- actually serious topic for a minute. I'm yeah. waiting for their, the FBI to get called out for its screening process, but we'll work on it. Maybe, the, maybe. the Florida thing, the threat screening? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's been a criticism of the FBI for forever. You know, when you receive that many this, tips. This is getting, This is everywhere. This is getting ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous, but, like, if you research, like, 9-11, for instance, like, they have been hearing about that date for, like, over six months, the CIA and the NSA and all of that. I'm just saying all of it's, – it's really hard to know what's a credible threat and what's not. I don't think that necessarily applies to the situation in Florida. Um, they should have done more, but there's so many facets to that. You know, there's so many things that could have been done beforehand that maybe could have made a better situation, but obviously it's completely – effed up and uh the country in general just has a lot to reckon with especially in regard we, to mass shootings we need vox or somebody to come in and investigate this yeah one more one more gold nugget from our pre-record session uh i think john thought that vox was started by uh eliza klein a female instead of ezra klein the male reporter i just thought that was funny i don't know just a little aside there sorry john like a female sometimes i'm just gonna say it so yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, all right. right we're telling it like hey. it is. Table, you want to plug anything here on the uh, show? Plug your Twitter? Yeah. I just, I just First, I want to say the Olympics are more fun than y'all let on. Yeah, we had a 17-year-old Chloe Kim that dominated skateboarding while she was, like, tweeting in the middle of it. Skateboarding? She's not much better yeah, than everybody. The, her tweeting was cool. I like the song. She listened to Motorsport by Migos while she won her gold medal. That's cool. Chloe yeah. Kim, I'll give you credit for. 17-year-old kid. The Red, 17-year-old Red Gerard. Like, he, he was like binging Netflix, slept in, forgot his coat, like barely made it there. That's pretty funny. But you're, you're, you're pretty much making an argument for us, which is the sports themselves uh, are super boring, and only the human interest is interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was very pleased with our Olympics coverage last week. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. Um, I stand by what I said. Snooze fest. Move basketball to the winter. All those things. Um, all right, wait, table. Give us, a, give the people a plug. Plug yourself, please. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Um, 
if you want an uh, a uh, Andy Kennedy tribute painting, mm-hmm. and we get ten percent of this, kind of so painting, please, please um, hit me this. up because I've told people I'll paint whatever they want, and uh, people have been testing it. Somebody asked me to paint their dog wearing a Dak jersey, pooping. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said I'd paint it. I will. I painted it. Somebody asked me for a painting of he's a man of the people. JFK and Tupac getting high as fuck, and you know I painted them with blunts. Um, <laughs> and so this I'll is this is at Table Cobbleson on Twitter. Is how they can get a hold of these paintings. Get a hold of you. Yeah. And don't forget to use use offer code Good Rebel all caps. <laughs> uh, and that's that's gonna help us out here on the show. Percent off. Please, no, honestly, please. If you hear this and you ask table to paint something for you please use offer code good rebel in all caps that would make that would make me so happy. if you do that i will give you a discount there you go you get a discount I'll do it you get a good. discount and it helps the show it helps the show because table knows five dollars off for that i'll oh, give you a discount. that's so tight okay offer code good rebels don't forget that uh that's a great I'll place have, to end uh, the show. if you if you were in oxford or tupelo or anywhere close uh, I, I went to a gas station soft opening mm-hmm Maybe the most on-brand thing I've ever done, but uh, agreed. There's a place called King Chicken in Belden, and that was like some of the best fried chicken I've ever had in Mississippi. It sounds um, hella good from the a, article. Plug the article too. The article's great. Yeah, I read an article. You just get a red cup. You'll see it. Some yep, red yep. cups. Some duck king chicken. And if you're listening so. to this show in the future and it's no longer on the front page of Red Cup, just go track down Table's author page and read just everything he wrote on Red Cup. Yeah, yeah, Google it, but I'm cool. saying just go whatever the newest thing is. Go read that too, and just read all these articles because uh, Table is not only a hilarious podcast guest, talented artist, a uh, renowned archaeologist, also a great writer. You know, and uh, he has a unique perspective. So don't sleep on that, not at all. Um, John, I assume your plug is for the podcast Landstrikes After Dark, which is really good. You should check that out for sure. That's also what my plug is for this week. Uh, and Friday yeah, and Friday rolling. We give them we give them some shouts out, but uh, they had a great episode last week talking about their Mardi Gras plans. Um, really fun stuff. Also had a discussion about uh, how often you should shower. I just want to officially say, if Ken or Will are listening here, it is normal to shower every day. You guys kind of got yourself in an echo chamber where you thought oh, it's not that weird to not to, to skip days. It's pretty bad. Uh, just gotta throw that out there. My opinion on showering. It's, it's, it's good to do it. Me neither. I take multiple showers in one day. Sometimes I'm sorry, guys. Um, I just think that, you know, we got to break the echo chamber that is Friday rolling before you go down a dangerous path. Um, but yeah, check those guys out. Of course, our friends at Friday rolling, they're good. Uh, if you listen to this, you know, hopefully you like us. Why don't you give us a review on iTunes? Five stars is uh, the only rating we accept, so appreciate Thank you in advance for that. doesn't matter what you write. Just put those five stars in there. We'll be good. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, easy way to listen to our episodes and on Twitter, of course. At Sharks, AFTR, Dark. Thank you so much, Table, for coming on. Another uh, Table Cobbles and Corker Classic app in the books here. Had a lot of fun talking with you guys tonight. Um, it was a uh, it was a busy week. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job of uh, of touching on a lot of topics here. So thank you for table for John. I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. I interface in my database. My database is in cyberspace. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I read junk mail. I eat junk food. I buy junk bonds. I watch trash boards. I'm tireless and I'm wireless. I'm an alpha male on data blockers. Interactive. I'm hyperactive. From time to time, I'm radioactive. I take it slow. I go with the flow. I ride with the tide. I get lying in my stride. I don't snooze, so I don't lose. I keep the pedal to the metal and the rubber on the road. I've been pre-washed, pre-cooked, pre-heated, pre-screened, pre-approved, pre-packaged, data freeze-dried, pre-washed, pre-cooked.
I'm hanging in, there ain't no doubt, and I'm hanging tough, over and out, over and out, over and out. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.